Ta-da! Never. Snap. <laughs> Snap. And everybody pees. Hello and welcome to Pod for Norga, the official podcast for all of Norwegian television and film. All of it. I'm I'm Jack. Uh, I'm here. I don't have Guro here today because I'm I'm trying to kick all the women off this this podcast. So instead, I have Erland. Erland. And over in America is Kevin and John. And again, I now uh, this is we are not an official podcast. We are. I just, we I don't are know. an official podcast. I don't know what you're How? talking about. Are Norwegians very litigious? Like, could I get sued by the state? I think we're the least uh, litigation-oriented culture, honestly. So people are just stoked you're doing this. Yes. We are <laughs> officially a podcast doing a show, right? This, yeah. Okay. Okay. The, where's, where's the I mean, you have, the like, you have that, like That radio episodes, announcer so. guy in the starting is going to introduce a bill to make this official. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to him yesterday. Could the king do something? Like, I just want... We could get I know you don't, have, you don't have knights here, right? We talk, have we talked about this before? There no, are no knights. No, we kind of don't Except have Except for any... that penguin. Yeah, we kind of don't have any royals right, you're in the royal family. Yeah, you're so far north, there's like barely any knight. Especially in like a winter. All right, today... The door uh, over today there? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. All right, bye guys. Yes. <laughs> All right, now the, th- the three of us will be discussing the 2001 uh, film Elling, directed Elling? by uh, Peter Nass. Nass. Nass, and recommended to us by Erlen. Yeah, You're great welcome. recommendation. Right. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, um, before we jump in, uh, Kevin and John, how are things? How are you guys doing? Things are things are terrible in the U.S., but you know, <laughs> no, things are good. Things are things are going all right. Things Hang are on. fine. Mm-hmm. We have an election coming up. If you are an American listener, please vote. Oh yeah, yeah. go. We're if not, not going to say for who. <laughs> go vote. You know, just just vote. If you're listening to this, you know who we're talking about. Oh God! Um, oh boy! Uh, How are you guys? I wanted to brief. I I, uh, I I wanted to briefly talk to you guys about the uh, spy that got arrested. Yes, please here. expand. Yeah. So, uh, in keeping with our uh, until we reboot Akapert, mm-hmm. the great cinematic achievement, um, we will continue fo- uh, following all the espionage news to uh, scratch that itch. And the most recent news is that a. Uh, uh, Norwegian man for, for, of Indian descent, which for some reason they said in all the news reports, I don't know why they said it, was um, arrested on espionage charges like a half mile from my house. So, uh, right. was, yeah, at the, at the Villa Paradiso in Torshov. No way. Yeah, yeah. They like I, I walked up to him while he was meeting a, his Russian handler over a nice pizza. Right. <laughs> like he's been like alleged a Russian spy. or He for, for was some... meeting a Russian. He is a Norwegian guy. Uh, working for a, a, a company. <laughs> yeah, obviously. No, that, so he was uh, meeting. A, a, he works for a rush uh, for a uh, Norwegian. Uh, what is it? Veritas. Veritas. Yeah. Yeah. He DNV. was Veritas. DNV. Yeah. And he, uh, company. And he worked on something that had some tangential connections to the Norwegian military. Had apparently been working for Russian intelligence, and PST nabbed him Ooh. and uh, charged him. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, Exciting. I'm surprised we don't was, talk more about this. Was Hans Martin Instead, there? all of Norway is Hans occupied Martin, yeah. talking about the fact that this one ski 
Oh yeah, uh, ski champion yeah. was caught drunk driving and had cocaine. And in had his cocaine house. on him. So it's oh. like that's what all the Norwegians are talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, they are Rather constantly than, like, talking about espionage. What is the uh, what, what is the acceptability level of cocaine in Norway? I mean, anything above alcohol is considered narcotics with a capital N. Okay. So it's it's. Uh, but like socially, <laughs> would you say like there's a lot of people smoking <sighs> weed yeah, out? I think it's pretty come openly. a long way, but like. Cocaine I mean, is a hell. You, yeah. If you talk to like our parents' generation mm-hmm. type, then it's it's basically considered hard. Anything over alcohol mm-hmm. is hard drugs. So mm-hmm. um, this was like a gigantic wound in the Norwegian spirit, oh, you know, because my. this guy is like he's he's won Olympic gold after Olympic gold. Mm-hmm. He's basically our peer. Uh, no, Michael Phelps. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, but the worst Who was also caught doing drugs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Drugs. But, but like, you know, the <laughs> worst the worst part of it is that like. People are painting him as a victim because he's like, he needs help, you know, like, we need to help him. But it's yeah. like, if this was a random dude you on the do. side of the street, strung out, like, nobody would give a he shit. He was also <laughs> caught driving, he had a video of himself driving, like, 200 kilometers an hour nope. in his car, which, I don't know what that is in Freedom Units, but, like, <laughs> sounds pretty fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess fast. around 400 miles an hour. Yes, there. Mach 2. Yeah. I mean, he's a skier. He's a skier, he goes fast. They go very fast. Very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're, we're doing a movie, right? So we're yeah. talking about a movie today, right? Yeah, let's talk about this movie. Sorry about this. Okay, let's jump into this. So um, I think there's a, a lot of people who, <laughs> a lot of people, uh, 12 people listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. and probably very few of them are actually going to watch Elling. So I'm actually taking the synopsis um, from IMDb and going to read it here. So when his mother, who uh, has sheltered him for his entire 40 years, dies, that's Elling, a sensitive uh, would-be poet, is sent to live in a state institution. There he meets Shelbjarna, a gentle giant and female-obsessed virgin in his 40s. After two years, the men are released and provided with a state-funded apartment and stipend with the hope that they will be able to live on their own. Initially, the simple act of going around the corner for groceries is a challenge. Through a friendship born of desperate dependence, the skittish Elling and the boisterous would-be lover of women Shelbjarna discover that they can not only survive on the outside, they can thrive. But as their courage grows, the two find oddball ways to cope with society, striking up the most peculiar friendships in the most unlikely places. Ta-da. Yeah, that's pretty good synopsis. That's pretty good synopsis. Yeah. 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 So we all watch... Shell. Shell. The easiest way to do it is say it like the thing you find on a beach. It's shell. Okay. Right? Just shell. Exactly. I think the one thing they may be left out from the IMDb synopsis there is that like... I don't know. You, um, I guess it's an open question to the to the panel, but like, I think it's pretty obvious that maybe Edling is is like on the autistic spectrum. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely on the that's, spectrum. That's somewhere. important. To, yeah. That's important to know. And like, um, you know, all the social anxiety elements that come with that. That's mm-hmm. kind of a core. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thing mm-hmm. in the movie, I would say. And we will. Yeah, and we'll definitely go into that. So, um, uh, Kevin, Yo. John, and I watched uh, this on Google Play. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Which apparently to, uh, it's no longer. Yeah, thanks to my dad who uh, let us use his account to watch it. Um, no, you did watch it. I, I also watched it on YouTube, but on it, which, YouTube. Is, which is owned oh, by rental. Google. Yeah. So I think it was like three dollars, and I just rented it. Yeah, Alphabet controlling us. Um, <laughs> so here, let's uh, talk about our overall uh, thoughts on the movie. Does anyone particularly want to go first? I, I, I like it. I will like to. Go, I would like to go first. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I, the only thing that I didn't 100% enjoy was the, 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 um, so, so Elling is, is on the spectrum. He is, uh, uh, somewhere in that, uh, on the spectrum and 
the butt of the jokes sometimes are his own like delusions mm-hmm. and his own his own thinking. I didn't like mm-hmm. how like his his interpretation of the world was the butt of the joke sometimes rather than like just part of the world. But that said, I think he it was done you know it was acted and and directed in a very in in a, in, a, in a, such a way that it kind of it it let it flow into you know it didn't really distract me too much but it it, it was something that I kind of picked up from like a, a mental health aspect like uh, mm-hmm. but it was also two thousand three one one two thousand one yeah so that was that was twenty years ago pre nine eleven who even remembers change. that yeah exactly so never forget. So yeah, so yeah, it was a different time, but I I, I thoroughly thoroughly loved this movie. Yeah, uh, how about you, John? Um, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know that I'd say I thoroughly loved it, but I think part of that is that uh, mm-hmm. uh, comedy is hard to translate across culture sometimes. So I mm-hmm. there were some comedic beats that I recognized as I think this was meant to be funny and probably was funny, but maybe I don't have the cultural context for it. Um, mm-hmm. On everything, but I mean, I thought it was it was enjoyable. I, it was a it was a it was a nice kind of heartwarming story, uh, and I don't know. I was happy I watched the movie. I, I laughed. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I'm I'm gonna piggyback on on, on that, John. Uh, I agree. The word that kept coming to my mind was uh, charming. I found it yeah. very charming, yeah. wholesome, wholesome. Yeah, very cute. Like uh, I was I was very happy with that. Um, a very pre nine eleven story when we were still innocent. So, so yes. I mean, I, given you know, on that note, I yeah. think it's aged really well, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I actually was kind of wor- I'm the only one who's seen it before yeah. since I recommended it, and mm-hmm. but I, I was kind of worried about how it's aged over. When did you last mm-hmm. see it? I mean, I probably watched it in like 2003. Like okay. I was super young. I almost it was one of the first Norwegian comedies that uh-huh. was a bit more in the adult realm that I remember really yeah. getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so, I was maybe like. 12 or something I, I got nervous watching it especially knowing like I, I you can tell it's made at that time yeah and mm-hmm. I got very nervous when, like when you first see this guy when you see Elling and it is very clear that he is on the spectrum um, I was afraid like how they were going to portray him and like is, is this going to be an object of ridicule yeah yeah um, and th- th- he is definitely the the movie is definitely empathetic to him yeah and and mm-hmm. is is following him and shows him in a dynamic way like as an actual person um but I, my worry was and i agree a bit with kevin that even like an empathetic portrayal of a person sometimes like a lot of the comedy uh comes from him being on the spectrum but well and i'd love to go into this uh more especially with his kind of delusions of being that poet yeah mm. like what like how we're supposed to feel about like mm. are we supposed to laugh at that or are we because it's it is kind of goofy and cute but it's it's also like he's he like fully believes in it mm. that he is but the like, sauerkraut but hold on, he i mean i don't know what the policy poet, yeah. yeah yeah he is exactly yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what's the po- by the way what's the policy for like spoiler oh yeah we're going to spoil the no whole one's going to be able yeah, to yeah, yeah, we're doing the whole moment, moment so spoil yeah. all right official yeah. spoiler alert here but like i mean on that note mm-hmm. one of the last scenes is essentially him getting validation by yeah, one of the biggest newspapers actually yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah that's totally true that is actually one of the biggest newspapers in the country so um and i i totally um hear the the, like I liked what you said about how you were, you were almost nervous about yeah, yeah. how it was being handled, but I think that like at least 
I watched it a whole week ago, so mm-hmm. I've kind of let it, you know, settle for quite a while. And I, I think that every moment that was somewhat more sinister or sad or, like, showing him having a more negative episode, like whether it was him outside of the, the grocery store when he, you know, kind of mm-hmm. broke down or, like, mm-hmm. when he was rattling that toolbox because he was afraid yeah, of yeah, losing, yeah. His losing his friendship. Shell, yeah. yeah, like, all of those moments, they were not comedic. You know, they no, were they very were serious. They were yeah. very empathetic. And, and I feel like... In that regard, it really handled yeah. it well. And then, um, I don't know, I, I read this book in high school called The Curious Case of the Dog in the Nighttime, or okay. A Curious mm-hmm. Case of a Dog in the Nighttime. And it's essentially like written from the perspective of somebody with Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And it was similar in the sense that like all of those negative episodic points mm-hmm. were treated with uh, respect and, and empathy. Mm-hmm. But then it's also somewhat celebrating this idea of like people live in reality in a completely different way and like some people see things totally differently and like um maybe again this was maybe some of the stuff that was hard to translate but i think that Mm -hmm. they were i mean the acting i mean oh my god he just he just killed it in that sense like he was so like that's able what, to that's communicate. what you get when you have a theater person do, doing uh, <laughs> doing complex roles like this sure yeah. do we uh the main guy who plays so per christian elefson elefson do you know him erlen i do okay. not but Only um, from playing ellen my my mom has like seen him uh yeah uh, in this like they've been uh there mm-hmm. was we lived in iceland when i was younger and mm-hmm. apparently he, he was there and oh, there yeah? was like a party at the icelandic embassy yeah what and, and they were all in the same room, so... Oh, that's pretty <laughs> that's cool. Starstruck. Yeah. Um, so let's let's try to go through this in a little bit more of a structured way, um, as opposed to our last podcast, which was kind of all over the place. Yeah. So let's talk about the first act of the film. So I'm thinking everything from uh, Elling starting out at the beginning, um, going to the institution after his mother dies, um, being there and introduced with Shell, their interactions, uh, then you know them taking the train to Oslo, meeting Frank Ostley... And uh, how about uh, maybe take, we could take it up up into their their first um, outing, a, yeah, attempts to kind of uh, adjust to life, whether that be going to the grocery shopping, answering the phone, or using a phone sex line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> has anybody got anything that the specific scenes or anything that they wanted to cover from that? Um, I can start with just saying I thought the intro, mm-hmm. like like my, my my first note was like mm-hmm. that intro was way more sinister. Then the rest of the movie and the police like taking him in. Yeah, like he was essentially getting picked up by social social Mm -hmm. services. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. that was such a interesting way to start it because Mm -hmm. again, it's like handling the whole subject matter with some care. Yes. um, while he's kind of like introducing his whole state of uh, being, let's say. So I thought that was that was really well done. It was really well done. Yeah, and I think the part of that respectfulness is that it's everything is from the 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 viewer of the movie is in the driver's is in the seat with Elling. We are seeing mm-hmm. the we're seeing this world from Elling's mm-hmm. point of view. So yeah, when when he comes and he's getting taken out of his house, that is a traumatic uh, you know yeah, episode for be him. Real so rough. it was it was yeah, it, it was everything, you know, even though from an outside view, uh, you know, an objective view r- removed from this the lens of the movie, it's you know, someone being taken, uh, you know, into care that because they couldn't take care of themselves, and mm-hmm. know, but and but from his point of view, he was being ripped out of the only home he knew, and and so uh, but so yeah, I I didn't really think of it as sinister, but I I hear what you mean, Ireland. It, it's yeah. it's it, I, it is. I have weird. a I have a practical question about this about uh, um, 
about this is a very Norwegian movie in the spe- specifically in its uh, the references to the Norwegian state, mm-hmm. Ta- like talking about the system, or even uh, when Elling says later on he'll say, um, "I made a friend without the help of the state," <laughs> yes. or his or yeah. his or his continued defense of. The Labour Party. The Labour Party. Yeah. <laughs> and Gro Brindtland. Yes. Oh my God! I have that there. <laughs> I, 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 I will. I have a note of when when they, when she got referenced. Um, but actually, um, but it, it's actually now that now that you bring bring that bring that up, or now that you said it, mm-hmm. it reminds me of um, the, an aspect of the movie Rain Man, where mm. uh, the thing that. Uh, 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 Dustin Hoffman's character, you know, what he wants to watch is uh, Wapner, Judge Wapner, at yeah. uh, four o'clock or whenever it is, mm-hmm. and it's. I think it's that idea of oh, oh, there's there is a uh, something else that's in control, something else they've got it figured out, they've got the rules, yeah. and I can I can rely on those <sighs> rules every single time, mm-hmm. and so I think that's where the state. Yeah, like and the structure, part. the structure, yeah, and, the structure and specifically often. his his defense of Arbeid Parthia. Yeah, and well, like the I think that just I thought I thought that was really well done in a sense because on one side it's almost satirical, yeah, to, towards the the, the the Norwegian state itself, but at the other side it really mm-hmm. kind of pinpoints this idea of like people on the autistic spectrum seek mm-hmm. uh, structure and mm-hmm. seek frames of control in that sense that make things more manageable. Mm-hmm. And like, you could definitely argue that socialism. Yeah, yeah. this is a very yeah. socialist movie because <laughs> I'm trying to think like, they're gonna, we're gonna give you a house, we're gonna give you a stipend, all you have to do is prove exactly. that you could survive. And then we're gonna, and it's obviously a su- success story for that in this fictional tale because <laughs> he, they obviously thrive and get better and, and have, you know, productive lives. Right. Um, but, yeah. How'd you, Oh, go ahead, Kevin. No, 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 you go ahead. Um, I wanted to pivot a little bit and talk more about uh, uh, Elling's comrade, uh, Shell, and Mm. how you felt his portrayal. What Uh, is Shell? Shell's just kind of a bit Shell is, hold on, before before we get into Shell, I I need to ask you, did Gerard Depardieu and Heath Ledger go back (laughs) in time and have a Norwegian baby? <laughs> they totally did. They, oh my god, you're right. They are. I think they did. I think Gerard Depardieu and yeah. Heath Ledger made Kel. Wow. Made Shell. It's very well, very well done. Yeah. Because he's definitely more attractive than yeah. Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. Hey, that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's Gerard Depardieu, but not. But there's something else. Yeah. Uh, Heath. Yeah. Like insert Heath Ledger. Yeah. Ugly. He's <laughs> ugly Heath Ledger or hot Gerard Depardieu. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I got. Um, I liked him. I like he's kind of a cutesy oafish, you know, guy, but that fucking scene when he for a second thinks Elling is uh stealing his woman. Mm. Oh, dude, yeah. he's a big dude no and he's else. terrifying. And I, that that freaked me out. I also got honestly the scene where they um where they encounter uh sorry, what's her name? Rydon? Uh, Raiden. 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 Yes, exactly. When he found that she was yeah, pregnant, and yeah. I was just like, "Oh God, where is this going?" But again, I, I was like, I felt. I mean, again, I knew what I was watching right yeah. because I'd you seen knew, it before. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was like, he handled that so well. He did. He, he, like, he, he carried, and he and the best part is when he's like, 
He's like, chill out. I've done this with my mom plenty yeah, of times. Yeah. <laughs> and then and I think that kind of speaks to who he is. You know, he's actually just a guy who has always maybe struggled to yeah. to learn in conventional ways. He has like anger yeah. management issues. Mm-hmm. And he's also kind of like like an oaf, like you said. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but also but kind hearted at, his, at yeah. his super at the bottom. It, still it's it's going back to that, that perspective uh, you know thing. It, 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 we saw that it was, you know, we 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 felt that it was weird and and creepy that he was, you know, picking her up and mm-hmm. taking, you know, like, carrying her off, because that's what Elling felt. Elling was like freaking out. I was like, don't you know what you look like? You, don't you know yeah, about yeah, the yeah. robbers and the mm-hmm. rapists? <laughs> he's very and, and he's like, yes. yeah, he's, and so he's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry about it. Like, I'm, I'm. I got it. Just well, Elling is also paranoid about crime. Like that's when yeah. he goes too early. Like he's five hours before <laughs> the reading at the at the at the bar, and he's like, "Good, I can just wander and be a victim of random acts of violence." Yeah, in, yeah. In the city of Oslo. Also, I love his trench coat look. His trench oh coat God. and glasses, and the way they frame that those shot, like Beautiful. when the door, the shot where they open, and it's just him in those glasses standing mm-hmm. there. Beautiful. I, I did love that. Um, let's uh, move. Uh, unless anybody's got anything to say about uh, I lo- anything, I love else his dizziness to... and anxiety are his two enemies. Yes, yeah, I think, I think that's very relatable. I love the shot. Actually, that, that's great, Kevin. I love the shots where uh, how they show that, like him intentionally, um, uh, like when when they go to the movie, when Frank is trying to push him to go to the movie, and he like is really slowly hanging behind them as they walk. And then, and then it's the exact same angle when the movie's done and you see him just like shuffling Speeding his cruise. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. just wants to get in his house. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And oh. every time the phone would ring, then you would see the, the camera anxiety. slightly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. back and, and forth. And yeah. those, oh, the moments when, when the phone would ring, like I, mm-hmm. I know that kind of executive uh, dysfunction thing of, of like, oh, there's something I need to attend to, but I, physically cannot bring myself to do that right now. I, I, I talked to my sister about this. So my sister is a special ed teacher mm-hmm. and deals with a lot of people on the spectrum. And um, so she, unf- she was supposed to actually watch the movie and give us some comments, but unfortunately didn't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she, she, one thing I did describe like the scenes, like how Frank was trying to get Elling to answer the phone and that is not the way you're no. supposed to handle no. like br- brunt blunt force screaming at someone to like pick up the phone so um now, now as you can imagine i was thinking about that actually that like that tough love thing i mm-hmm. i wrote that down um and like yeah it, it, absolutely like in in mm-hmm. in that's in that situation you, you you don't you don't yell at people to do things you want them to do mm-hmm. um and but but the idea of this this character you know this social worker who is like all you got to do is go outside like yeah. just fucking walk yeah. to a cafe and like that kind of tough love where they know that yes it, this this person has been you know uh, deemed eligible to live mm-hmm. uh, in, in an apartment by themselves so yeah we can we can push them up to a certain mm-hmm. level or a certain limit you know i just thought that was a really kind of uh, yeah. Social, well placed socialism. Er- mm-hmm. Erlen, how did you feel about Frank's dialect? Oh, I thought uh, you know. I He's mean, from I, I gave, I gave Stalling oh. a bad rep yeah, last yeah. time, but I feel like it was... Frank. He totally pulled it off. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got that leather jacket, man. He's yeah, cool. But, but he was also like, you know, he's been he's been in the social work game for a while, and yeah. like he knows how to do this. And I mean, again, it's from two thousand one. I'm yeah. sure they completely did things yeah. differently. Yeah. But I got the sense that like he knew what he was doing, and. With them, it was just kind of like, hey, let's just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Just go, just go to a cafe. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously there was a bit of yelling and stuff, yeah. but like, well, I'm I sure also really enjoyed Frank as a character. Though. Frank is dealing with probably tons and tons of people. I'm twelve sure. others. I oh think. yeah, twelve yeah. others specifically. Frank has twelve clients. He has twelve clients. Twelve. That's and that's delightful. And then he he, but I imagine like they're not all. I'm sure it's a mix. Like he's probably like your job is to maintain these people and check in contact, kind of like almost like a probation officer kind of thing. Yeah. And like I'm sure his, I'm sure it's like maybe someone is a drug addict or some you know recovering drug addict that he's helping out. So so like I don't know how well trained he's like specifically into handling yeah. autistic people. So yeah, sure. Like, and this was I think way before. Yeah. That was even kind of like uh, normalized into training. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I know is, for, at least from a Norwegian perspective, when this movie came out, mm-hmm. uh, or when the book—I'm assuming it was a book first—I mm-hmm. think it was there was nothing else like mm-hmm. it in a sense. So it was definitely the, one of the first pioneer mm-hmm. type uh, movies handling the subject matter. Um, uh, should we move a little bit further? Yeah. Unless anyone has any any thoughts on uh, real, real quick. Yeah. I just think that in the beginning, especially mm-hmm. because uh, one thing is is watching this movie when I was little and, mm-hmm. and everything else, but now I mean. Um, for, for some context for the listeners, mm-hmm. I moved from Norway when I was six, and then I basically lived my entire life outside of the country, and I just moved back to Oslo two years ago. Mm. And then watching this again and being like, whoa, this is Oslo, and yeah. now this is a place where I live and yeah, stuff, yeah. I felt like it was, especially considering it was from 2001, it yeah. was such a good depiction of like the anxiety of a big city. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, I, I mean, obviously, Oslo is a pretty small city. <laughs> yeah. But like, for someone like Elling, I think it was perfect because mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, um, it was really, yeah, I was dealing with anxiety in all facets. Mm-hmm. Like, not just social anxiety, but also like that anxiety of the bustling yeah. urbanism mm-hmm. and crime and creative yeah. expression. I mean, he's just yeah. he, getting out of his comfort zone. Like, you, you, I mean, even at the start when he's trying to buy the ticket to take the train and the way his, his frenetic explanation of like, I need to go what, like, this one is way? how much the There's ticket more than cost. one way? What, no, that, no, that was, I have that. Is goes, is there more than one way? I'd like to take the quickest possible one, please. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what, it's 130? I mean, it costs 30. What, last time I took it with mother. Well, that must have been 30 years ago. Yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, in, in the English translation, it was, it was. Yeah, <laughs> correct. I mean, uh, there yeah, you go. The Norwegian reason. inflation at its best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. okay, let's uh, let's talk a bit about uh, the pork and gravy. Oh, pork yeah. and gravy. With the bucks and wait for us. That's kind of where they. I feel like where we where that's where, where the shift happens. Yeah, that's where they were like, wow, we're we're starting. We're, they're starting to, to be independent. They have success because mm-hmm. you think like they go there and you can see them both have like a mini panic attack when they realize. They don't it's have out. The they thing don't on have. The it's menu. like because they they obviously these guys live off of structure, mm-hmm. and then and so when the structure when something is deviates and like a normal person would just kind of adapt like that's where they they need to build up their kind of competency, mm-hmm. and luckily the very kind and buxom uh, yes. waitress is able is able to take care of them and and. Uh, Pork and gravy looked pretty good. Yeah, it's weird that they translate it to pork and gravy. What, what, what? Uh, because frask literally just means fat. Like, uh, it's almost... And dupe is... Yeah, dupe is kind of like a gravy, I suppose. Yeah. But to be honest, it's... it's You can't even translate. I, I don't even fully know yeah. exactly how you make it. But I guess it is like... It's very, it's very like... Um, mm-hmm. uh, Wait, what's, what's the like, name of it? Fresco dupe. It's basically like the most home cooking type traditional meal. Like you a can, hearty, yeah, you know, like, like your it was grandmother like, yeah, make. Yeah. We used to pick potatoes and yeah, yeah. Like eat fat and gravy. Like a hunter's <laughs> stew kind yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
But the best is then he's like so proud of himself, you know? So he goes and marches over and makes a call to Frank and he's like, just abruptly hangs up yes. when he's done, you know? <laughs> what? But yeah. this That's also the scene where oh, uh, Elling yeah. first interacts with Alfonso. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alfonso, excuse Alfonso. me. And in the bathroom, and that's in the bathroom with the snapping oh motif. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I love that. Why? Tell me, tell me what, what, what you liked about the snapping motif. It was a bit of magic realism in, right? a, in yeah. a very normal world. It, mm -hmm. it had no explanation. It was a great, like, it, it had a nice story arc, mm -hmm. but it was never directly acknowledged, and I that's, I love that. Yeah, thank God it came back, because when he first did I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why mm -hmm. is the snapping helping him pee? I have a yeah. question, though. Like, yeah. when he snapped, did they both pee, or did just... <laughs> I think they both pee. <laughs> I think that... No, yeah, I, I think they both Because <laughs> I think that... I think Alphonse is, sees, sees him... Yeah. Uh, himself in Elling. He's like, oh, yeah, this he's is... Sympathetic we're soul. the same person. Yeah, yes. we're, we're vibrating mm -hmm. on the same wavelength. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love it. And then, <laughs> like, when it makes a re-entry into the movie, mm -hmm. when he doesn't even know, he's ordering a yeah, beer. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah. Yes. And then he, like, has that horrible experience with, like, the, uh, just, like, that over-sexualized like, poet and then just <laughs> vomits. Uh, just, thought, again, like, wholesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea where this movie was going. Like, while I'm watching it, I'm like, why? This could go anywhere. And, and to think, it was only an hour and a half. Like, it was yeah. a very oh my God. tight movie. Yeah, like, a was. very short runtime, uh, and it got yeah. a lot done. But again, that's, um, that goes to what I, something that I've been clocking throughout our whole journey across mm -hmm. uh, Norwegian film and television. Mm -hmm. The unfolding of, the natural unfolding of events, as opposed to a, a you know, a a, American plot beat, structure beat, so beat, yeah. yeah there's mm -hmm. like except so there, for Nukas, of course except for <laughs> Nukas, of course <laughs> but, i mean but but that was like a hollywood anyway but like it's i i like mm -hmm. this kind of structure and this way of storytelling yeah it's there is it's like an inciting incident there there are acts but it is still kind of just a mm -hmm. result of uh, interacting with the immediate environment mm. I also I, think this benefited from being a book, right? Because you could kind of tell that mm, it handled really. little episodes. Like, oh, this is Ellen going to the store. This mm -hmm. is him going to a bar. This is him making a friend. This is him going to a cabin mm -hmm. for the first time. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, um, I did like them going to uh, Vigeland's Park. Is that where the statues yeah. were? Where they the with those fucking weird... It's the weirdest statues. No, it's beautiful. I'm not saying <laughs> beautiful, but it is weird, man. You could be both of those things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I don't it, know. It's the one of the man kicking the baby. There's a we lot... should give context to the yes, listeners. Yes, it's, yes. A, like, it's a very specific sculpture part. Essentially, this is like um, one sculptor, very famous sculptor, and, and a team of, of uh, apprentices, I suppose. Mm -hmm. They basically made an entire sculpture park in Trongneparken, or in Viglandsparken in, mm -hmm. in Oslo, and it's the, 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 the main... I guess mission of the sculpt sculptures are to kind of display life in all its facets. So it's a ba it basically like shows life okay. stripped back, but in all its facets. So mm -hmm. you got like babies, you got old people, you got young people, you yes. got people fighting, you got people hugging, you got yeah. people uh, doing like making love. You know what I mean? Or and a, everybody's a column, naked. A massive <laughs> or a uh, massive column massive of like three story column of bodies. Yeah, and the cool thing about Just that like is that's one giant piece of. Marble. marble they just carved it out of that it took 25 years to finish thank Shows. god they did it because it brings a lot of tourists <laughs> yeah, i mean it's basically our pyramid my you know? favorite my <laughs> yeah. favorite one if anybody googles it if you google like oslo sculpture park i'm sure it'll you'll find it you'll sure. find it but it my favorite is the one it's like an older man like 
boat like thrusting his arms out and his legs as he is kicking away oh, like yeah. six babies. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have. Which, oh man. You know, art. I'm kicking it. one I think baby and there's three the struggles of life. Yeah. It's and tough a, to and fight Shell babies. liked it clearly. <laughs> a lot of groping of yes. bodies. Um but Shell was not only a uh, a sex uh, obsessed man, he was also uh, gave one of the most thoughtful Christmas gifts. Oh, oh my yeah. My God. Jesus. That ha- that well, dollhouse is not quite the right word, but the beautiful little miniature replica. little model house place. that yeah. he made. And then he has the little segmum, as, <laughs> yeah. so, which is the candy, the candy that he uses to represent him. He's it's like, equivalent to our like Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, it's yeah. like, exactly. <laughs> it's oh, like, it yeah, was, exactly. And, and, and he's uh, like, Ellen, you're the yellow one. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, if you don't like it, I'm going to hang myself. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, like, if you don't like the this, honesty. I'm going to kill myself. And, and that scene, he gives it to him, and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, and because right before that, we, we see a very brief cut uh, or very brief you know, snippet of, um, mm-hmm. of Shell uh, cutting off match heads. And I wrote down, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, What's why is about? he, yeah. what, that's, this doesn't look. And then he brings that out. <laughs> And then <laughs> Ellen gives him the watch. Which yeah. is perfect. Yeah. And he, he oh was my stoked. God. He was like, how did you know I wanted the one the with the blonde? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, I had a feeling. Oh, <laughs> I, I did love the two. And they were so cute together. They obviously, like, really, really cared about each other. But they, they had their own stresses um, mm. as their lives start to change. I love that they had the other, like, they put their bunks together. Yeah. They went, mm. And then they wanted, what were they going to turn the other room? And he's like, I want a library. I want a workshop. So then it immediately cuts to both. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that was, like, so, such an effective way of yeah. pushing the plot yeah. and making, yeah. you know, the story still stay very mm. condensed in, like, an hour and a half. Like, yeah. And he's holding the book up to it. his face. Yeah. <laughs> just, like not reading it. Clearly not reading it. But I mean, I don't know if you guys uh, picked this up, but like the Elling is like not only was he obviously very self aware about his own situation, living mm-hmm. under with the stipend and everything else, but he was also like exceptionally intelligent, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. was a mm-hmm. I mean he talked about like Buddhism or no excuse me, what was it? Nirvana philosophy. He was talking about like the idea yeah. of reincarnation bothers me. Like he was <laughs> a point. reader and yeah, I thought that's on. why it was such a good foil with Shelgana who was like this this kind of buffoon yeah. character who's yeah. just so obsessed with booths. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is which uh, Shell's arc definitely is accomplished in the <laughs> final scene, which, uh, <laughs> but we shall get there. Um, uh, they introduce uh, first. Rybin is introduced when she is. She has fallen. She has fallen. Uh, she has the same birthday as Jesus. <laughs> Elling acknowledges that, and then they um, uh, they help her out, and uh, Shell strikes strikes up a friendship with her. Um, eventually becoming romantic. So she's was pregnant. She was out drinking and she drinks and she smokes. Yeah. Yep. That's she uh, continues smoking. Yeah. Too. That's <laughs> even that in 2001, just, man, people that's are, pretty rough. People are complicated. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a very honest portrayal of like just the every man, man and the every woman, woman. It's just kind of like life, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's a tough one. I mean, she is, is a, she is a fallen woman, literally and figurative. Yes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Oh, she is boy. picked up by the angel Shelbyana. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, we could talk. How about we, let's let's move in kind of to the the latter half. So we've got um, the poetry Ellen reading. Opens up, goes to the poetry reading meeting. At, uh, at a <laughs> meeting, I have a meeting. As a meeting. <laughs> um, 
at uh, at Blå, a very famous uh, bar uh, here in Oslo. Um, uh, he uh, gets the uh, gets the dr the beer through the snap. Uh, we talked a little bit about the the erotic poem that kind of gives him a panic attack, and then he strikes up a uh, friendship with Alphonse on the way back. Um, and so Alphonse is a famous uh, poet, and. Uh, yeah, I, how would you feel about their relationship? How did you feel about Alphonse and how they, he was introduced? I thought it was beautiful. I really mm -hmm. liked it. You know, like, like I was saying earlier, it's he is the like he's Edling, but he's he's the the mirror of Edling later in later in his life uh, mm -hmm. kind of figure. So yeah, I th I thought it was a very, I thought it was a beautiful character where it was the whole movie was kind of the them dealing with reality. He was this like magical figure that kind of like drifts in and does his magical yeah. spell and everyone is boop and yep. yeah he's he kind of brings everyone together in a nice synthesis mm. of uh yeah. of well-being i thought he was also kind of like um you know not to not to not to overdo it in terms of like storytelling and plot structure and everything but he was like the perfect plot device to kind of shift the movie to where like the movie's gone from angst in the beginning to kind of like forming unique friendships, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like this is, this starts as uh, Edling's friend, Justin, like, it's just my friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, Shelbyana finds that car and the like beauty. starts yeah. getting, and then Edling starts getting very uh, jealous yes. about mm -hmm. this kind of, and then basically because of Alphonse, he kind of learns to mm -hmm. uh, basically get a more like, let's say, nuanced perspective on friendship, yeah, which I thought was like the core of the movie. Edling starts, he starts struggling. And then he moves into kind of functionally surviving and being able to like shop on his own, live on his own, do his own. And then w once he meets Alphonse is when he starts to thrive. He's going and up the Maslow hierarchy, right? Ex exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. he, he, he's, Absolutely. And he's, he's got, uh, and, and as he even notes, I made a friend without the help of the state. <laughs> that's independent. He, and then that's when all of the, our kind of four main characters start to, to come together. Um, they, we, they have this scene where... Uh, we brought, talked briefly when Ryland comes and talks to sh wants to talk to Elling about Shell, which I did. That was another one when when Elling is being goofy or he, he's like, uh, what was it? I prefer the English word rare, rare, rare. <laughs> as yeah. in uncommon. Yes, that's that's God. He was so goofy. Rare. Um, but yeah, then the, they have the scene where uh, so Shell uh, fixes up that fifty-eight Buick. Um, Elling gets to have, uh, start reading those poetry books and starts putting his poetry in the packets of sauerkraut and returning them. The post sauerkraut poet strikes again. I love um, that scene in the in the market where the guy the, the, guy the employee him. thinks he's stealing it. He's yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, I'm just it's just maybe different vintage. This one's two thousand three. This one's two thousand five. So you're, maybe there's they, different. Um, I wait. I think we I, I think we briefly skipped over. What I think oh. is maybe is one of the funniest lines of the movie, which is mm -hmm. when they uh, go to Alphonse's place and yeah. he, he's injured, and so Shell yeah. picks him up and carries him. And mm -hmm. uh, Elling, oh yeah, Elling's <laughs> observation: he seems to carry every person he meets. He seems to carry every person he meets. Yep, <laughs> which yeah, is true. He does. does. He carries he does. every every main character in this movie at some point. He does. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I have. I uh, uh, so they, they uh, next they, they get the car fixed. It was I, I, it, I, I called it in my notes Chekhov's Buick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank well you. Well done, well done. I, I was like hoping it. somebody would like I it. I like it. 
They of course have their the big road trip. Every movie needs a good road trip, and I they get to the, the best that. part. There was when they got permission to go <laughs> to, permission. to the road trip when they oh, they're oh afraid to tell Frank about it, and they're like, "He's not gonna let us." And then yeah. when they, I think is that the scene where they do where he's like, "I don't want to talk to Frank," and Shell says he will, and then it cuts to a shot of Shell talking to Frank, talking, and yep, yelling. Yep. Elling is in the background, standing behind a lamp. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, but like the the elation on their face when they were given when Frank's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that was when he was like, how do you conjure that much happiness in your face when you're an actor? I love it. (laughs) When but that beat though of when he's like, oh, we want to go on this road trip. He's like, you will be on your best behavior, and they're like, what? No, (laughs) no, on the road trip, like on the trip, you're gonna be fine. Go. (laughs) Like, oh, now it's happy. Okay, just that that, like half second of oh my no. <laughs> they 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 go on the trip and they're stopped by the police, um, which <laughs> yeah. What was that? Was it just like a random control or? That's what they said. It was like a random registration check, and oh, then they like yeah, want yeah, to check out the car, check, right? Maybe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, or the the car, they're like trying to fix it. What is what is Elling doing when he's like fiddling like, with the like, tool? Like, from. This is called the, the tef- yeah. like the <laughs> tefting. <laughs> the, it's like what the fuck is a tefting? Yeah, but again, like, it's like you mean the radiator hose. Well, yeah. we call he just tefting. feels left out. You know what I mean? He just yeah. feels left he out. Does. And he's, yeah. when he's sitting in the car, he's like, how does everyone know what this car is called? Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the inner monologue is actually monologue really, is the, really well done. The inner monologue, oh, yeah. yeah the, and mm-hmm. the, with, especially with the sauerkraut power. That's what I liked. Um, anyway, they, so they go to the Hitta. Um, the cabin. And that, the, cabin. the cabin. Yes, which, they go and, to the cabin. Which... Uh, Maybe reader listeners have picked up on from other episodes of this show, but everyone in Norway owns a cabin. Everybody, everyone, it's, everyone has access to a cabin. It's extremely it's, important for our well-being. Yes, <laughs> we've had Jesper had his meetings at the the hit the now. It's everyone's everyone's got to go. Um, Although, but they but just he said he hadn't been there in years, right? Yes, but it looked. But it was immaculate th- and, and my, updated. I said that I. That's exactly what I said, and Giro says he probably rents it. Mm. Uh, I didn't even catch that. Well done. (laughs) Yeah, because yeah, I think that's. But a lot of people rent out their hitters. So um, I love that because everyone like a half second of of confusion when they're like, uh, "Oh look, Shadbarner, like you and I can sleep here." And then United's like, "Oh look, Shadbarner, you and I can sleep here." And then they look at each other, and he's obviously stoked. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then then ending is like, no, because he doesn't shower for some reason or wash. Oh yeah. There is those, those are some great references, and he's like, you know, he's like, it was earlier when he said me, something about shower. He's like, well, you have, you know, you don't shower in like 14 days. He's like, 10, 10, 10 max. Don't exaggerate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say that, like, in my family, yeah. um, we have like a, we have like a running inside joke mm-hmm. where whenever, whenever he asks him to, to, it, like, if he can have yeah. Edling's underwear because it's God, yeah. undoubtedly yes. cleaner, yes. then he goes. Um, oh, it's like it's quick to like lose track of time, but yeah. like he says it in Norwegian, obviously. Yeah. And now, like my family and I will say that all the really? time whenever we just forget that time passes. <laughs> like for anything, we'll just say like, "Oh, that is to go see you, can I?" Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did like that. It's just the bit of like, "Can I borrow your under?" Is oh, fine. Would you like my socks too? I was like, yeah. "That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Fantastic." Oh, and and, and the as and he hands him the he's about to hand him the underwear. He's like, yeah. thank me properly." And yes, I, Tucson talk and the that, way like, he deep does bowing it. handshake. The ba- <laughs> that was so cute. I, that was like the definition. As he's standing bow. there, pantsless, bow. bottomless. But he, goes, but he first goes out and washes his junk. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. That fjord well, yeah. water. That fjord water must have been 
fucking cold, man. But it's just oh so clean. Yes, very <laughs> so clean. Absolutely. Like Vikings would have done. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then uh, he, uh, uh, Shelviana loses his virginity and is thrilled about it. Oh, uh, <laughs> extremely vocal, oh, let's say. Yes. <laughs> very loud. El- very loud. El- Elling waiting outside. Sleep? Does he sleep outside? Yeah, he's he falling asleep yeah. on the beach. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I, I think I would have wished that that scene was different, to be honest. Because, Why? like, I don't know. It just makes me wonder, like... Um, like, obviously, that's uncomfortable for Elling, right? Oh, but yeah. that was so uncomfortable that he couldn't even be in the mm-hmm. house. And, like, my immediate thought was kind of like, okay, well, you know this guy had an interesting relationship with his mom, mm-hmm. so, like, that's mm-hmm. immediately where my mind went, and I don't have to say anymore, but my point is just, like... They could have maybe done that part a little differently. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it, how does it... Re- Go ahead, Kevin. No, I was going to say, it, 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 yeah, it doesn't really directly point to to that, but I, I totally hear what, what you're saying. It, I mean, yeah, it, his whole yeah. thing is, his whole part of his character, major part of his character is his relationship with his mother. And so it's, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, absolutely. I, I, it was I just like a that, thing but, on second viewing that I was yeah. like... Mm. Yeah, that's huh. the second. And there's set. actually two more movies following Elling. In in there's it's a, actually a trilogy, and one of them mm-hmm. is essentially a prequel, just talking about his mom. So yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one, but yeah, maybe we'll get more answers then. <laughs> maybe maybe she see he sees Shell as a as a as a father figure in some way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. So don't or know. Frank. <laughs> I or feel Frank. like Frank's the dad. <laughs> oh yeah. So they they I'm trying to think. So that's after. Shell loses virginity. There is there any resolution scene between Elling and Shell after that, other than them when when Rodin goes into labor, no, right? Because no, she gets it, goes it, into it labor goes like right. immediately, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, they that, leave that morning because mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I he feel like um, when they get drunk at that cafe and it's very like, yeah. oh, it's like this yuppie yeah, bar yeah, yeah, yeah. in mm-hmm. in Oslo, and they're having a great time. And then I feel like that was the the climax of the movie, in a mm-hmm. sense, because it was like, wow, mm-hmm. a new yeah. generation, mm-hmm. birth, and stuff. Yes. Yeah, everybody in that yeah. restaurant was totally thrilled to be part of that experience. I would be so oh, stoked. Yeah. Is that, that was is that accurate? Is that, is that that felt a little movie like to me? Like, yeah, most people are like, oh, let's get this guy a bottle of champagne. Yeah, congratulations, polite clapping. But yeah. I don't think the entire restaurant would right. stand up like. Also, yeah. another one to the Viking tribe. But but like it was it was more like the uh, he hangs up and he looks super sad and everyone's obviously aware that this has to do with the baby yeah. and then it's like super quiet and then he's like, oh my god, she's <laughs> she's dead, the giant baby. So, I mean, if that was the case, I would also cheer. By the way, that is super Norse, just like yeah. yes, oh, yeah. a, a meaty woman yeah. <laughs> to help help plow the field. She'll be hearty and bear yes. hearty children. Uh, but I, I think we missed something that I, one of my favorite parts um, when uh, Elling tells Frank that uh, that that Shell has a girlfriend and that she's yeah. pregnant, and Frank is like, "Yes, holy nice. shit, <laughs> Shell, oh, you oh, dog, oh, you." <laughs> and it's like, wait, no, no, he didn't. Yeah, um, yeah, all right, whatever. But uh, yeah, so I, 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 I thought that was. I also did not think Frank was. Frank, when when he was introduced, I yeah. thought it, because I didn't realize, like I didn't really quite process that it was from Elling's perspective. So yeah. when this random guy came in, and he's like, "Are, are um, you are you Frank?" He's Frank like, Osling. Uh, they sure. always say his full name. Yeah, yeah. Are you Frank Osling. He's like, yeah, for "Sure, yeah." yeah. <laughs> and then, <when laughs> he, or then guess, Shell yeah. immediately asks, "It's like, uh, do they have?" 
Do they have hot dogs in Oslo? Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> always hungry and always horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. He is a, a homunculus of man. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, we're getting to the end. Uh, so, like, uh, uh, they have the baby. That's kind of the climax is, is the celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, Elling is pretty hungover afterwards, and Frank talks to him, and then they, they go hang with Alfonso, in which Elling gives him the poem. Yeah. Um, also, it uh, was so cute. He thought they were gonna get like sent back to the institution because they got drunk. Yeah, and Frank's like, they got drunk, no. yeah, and he's like, like, Frank's like, like, like oh, this is very normal. Yeah, you're celebrating. Yeah. Clean it. Clean yeah, yourself up. Like, and, yeah. Clean yourself up. But, There's puke all over you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you're doing just fine. Oh, oh, that was I, I, and and that was that like tough love kind of thing. It's like, yeah, we're, I'm gonna push you, but if you do yeah. normal things, I'm not gonna. Then, um, so it, it ends with uh, another voiceover with um, with Elling talking about like b- being the mysterious sauerkraut poet, and he cannot yet reveal himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like the last line was like, "I'll always be yeah. like uh, my mother's son," kind yeah. of thing, or like "Guten to mood is yeah. what he said, and I think that's like. That's I I really appreciated that too because it mm-hmm. was also kind of like you know given the fact that the whole movie started with him being uh, like his mother's son but from a very but from a like a yeah like he was he was basically kind of protected yeah he was like he he that it was like um mm-hmm. was not a good thing let's not say. a healthy way yeah, yeah. exactly and did, then at the we, end it was kind of like look at me now yeah did we ever go over the actual poem that he wrote because I wrote I wrote it down. Oh, it's great. Can you read, read it? it? Yeah. Uh, can read I, it? I, I would love to read this. The English <laughs> translation. Dramatic reading. <clears throat> Wait, here we go. From here we the sauerkraut poet. From the sauerkraut poet as read by Kevin. We found her in the stairs. Her hair, a black raven's wing beating against the filthy linoleum. We laid her on her bed and saw she had an angel's child in her womb. Thank you. <laughs> yeah i would snap to that <laughs> that is the the poem that that launches his career that is wow. the, the words that he came up with that thought you know what yeah i can do this i have an unanswerable question about about what happens with these poems that so he 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 puts them in the sauerkraut packets in 2020 if this happens now does it does, do these go viral when people start oh, getting sure. these in like oh yeah 100 instagramming picture that yeah right yeah He'll we take a picture of it. Like, oh, <laughs> do it! One. It'll be, it would be like the Wonka's golden ticket. Like, oh my god, I found one! Yay! Uh, does anybody have any? Uh, any? He would also also thoughts? be caught very quickly. Definitely. He, he just yeah. as quickly. CCTV would yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the sauerkraut poet. <laughs> um, any other final thoughts before we move to our categories? Well, so just a. I think I got the general gist of what was going on with the labor party and the photo above the table and stuff but <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't maybe yeah, let me, that was his mother right in there. well first up I have a question is, was Gru is Gru our Arbeitspartie yeah she, okay. was, she was a leader of the Arbeitspartie yeah. I, I think the, this in is the, 80s. the matron saint of Erlen's life she's I mean she's uh, she uh, I'm, I'm a big fan right because yes. whenever you study can you tell me a little bit about her just so to be honest, I actually don't know much about her, but what I do know, I mean, I work in sustainability, and she, uh, from the in the international arena, at least, um, she was the one who who coined the phrase sustainable development, mm-hmm. uh, mm. and and like uh, there was like this, I think it was a, a UN convention or whatever, where it's just later been called like the Brundtland yeah. convention or commission or something. Um, so for me, she's kind of like the one who put 
sustainable development into the mainstream. Yes. And then I'll, I know that later she went on to, to be like the secretary general of the WHO. WHO. Yes, so her oh. two major claims, of it, she was the prime minister of Norway in 81 and then from 86 to 89. Um, also in 90 to 96. And then, she, oh, no, excuse oh, wow. me. And then, uh, yes, no, correct. And then she was the director general of the WHO from 1998 to 2003. She's essentially Norway's Angela Merkel, you yeah. know? She's like, uh, she was a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And so, she was very popular. Also, and so, yeah, Arbeidspartia was, I mean, they're, they're a labor organization. They're further to the left, you would say, in, in the Norwegian you know, political spectrum. And so, I imagine this would be one of the the kind of programs that they're the most popular yeah, party. Left, yeah, like they've always been the most popular party. They don't. That doesn't mean they've always been in power. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. you can have. But uh, if you look at the last, mm-hmm. I'm guessing like 50 years, they've yeah. probably been in power for 30 of them. Let, and I would also like to say about the Norwegian. There's some very helpful things. So there's like seven or eight, I'd say, like major Norwegian political parties um, that go into the government. I love um, what's very, very helpful, at, seemingly helpful at first, is their names because you have the communists, with, which are just red. Yeah. They're just called red. <laughs> the red party. Red party. Red party. You, also yeah. have, you also have a party, you have a party just called left, left. a party <laughs> called right, and a party called socialist cent- right. Se- socialist socialist right. Sorry. Socialist left. Yeah. And then you have a party called center. Center. Ah. However, well, I have I mean, seen this put on a spectrum. <laughs> and currently, is it center is further to the left than left on some issues? Not what? anymore, or, but like, yeah, let's it not the, get into it. But it's more like the, the even the right yes. is like way left of the Democratic Party in the in US. America. Oh, yeah. This, right? and all of these would be considered like Lefties. socialist yeah. leftists. But then you, have, uh, you also have the, the, the most... Right word party that actually has supporters. It's it's called like the Progressive Party or the Progress. Yeah, the, the Progress Party. And they are progress. the alt right. Yeah, and they're they're still oh, pretty like. Yeah. Their their big thing is like lower tax, but uh, other than that. Well, they've had some immigration stuff too, right? Yeah, but again, that's like that's new stuff. Yeah. You know, since uh, the two thousand tens, let's say. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, from Elling's perspective, I think that Arbeiderpartia was just like stability. Yes, and like stability. Nobody structure. gets left behind, and mm-hmm. like kind of those core socialist values that mm-hmm. actually worked when propped up by oil money and mm-hmm. ethnic homogeneity. <laughs> That's a very good explanation. Yeah, Do you feel, there you go. John, uh, I hope that helped, John. I, I, it was very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, let's. Uh, how do we go to our categories now? Sounds good. So as we always begin. Um, Let's uh, go with who won the movie. I, I'm going to go first on this one because it, it, we go uh, uh, it, 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 that we, way we can trans, uh, transition into what I uh, have listed, which was Arbeidspartia, so the Labour Party, because uh, <laughs> they're defended by Elling in a very boisterous way. Uh, okay. Shows a good success story for the kind of things that I think would align with their, their values. And uh, I just found it really funny. Like, I was... <laughs> I don't, yeah. the, 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 in this movie, as I said before, there's a lot of like references to the Norwegian state and the labor system that I don't think you might put in an American equivalent of this movie. So yeah, I just really liked it. Yeah. Um, any, anyone else want to tell me who won the movie? I said Frank, uh, because he only has yeah. 12 clients. He succeeds. He works in a system that supports him. Uh, I, I, I think he's a winner. I think it all mm-hmm. worked out well for Frank. 
Yeah. I mean, 12, you, I, I would say 12 is a lot of people. I think American social workers have like 30, 40, yeah. 50 clients. And I, they I, like, shouldn't. They should No, they, they shouldn't. shouldn't. <laughs> I agree. But I, I, like, I, I think Frank seems to have time to do his job well. Right. Yeah. Well. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, huh. I, I think, speaking of Frank, uh, pivoting off of that, appropriate, appropriately utilized tough love social work. When, um, <laughs> yeah. Won this metho- movie. Methodology. <laughs> the methodology won this movie for yeah. me. Yeah. Nice. Because, yeah, 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 it. How about, uh, how about you? Early? I'm going to go with matchsticks because who would have ever thought that that shit could would be have, used like it. that? I yeah. mean, yeah. wow. I, that took him, must have taken him forever. And like, you, you know, like I said, I grew up, I watched this movie when I was really young and I was like blown away when I saw that when I was little. So yeah. matchsticks definitely won. But, you know, if it was a character, yeah. I'd, I would say Edling because yeah. he probably had the most growth. Yes. Mm. Um... Anyone have someone for who lost the movie? I, I actually, uh, I, I want to jump on that because I think Elling lost this movie. Story-wise. Story-wise. Okay. So, he, he uh, John touched on the uh, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which he does uh, go through. However, his story arc in this is much less compelling than, I would, than Shell's or uh, like the people ra- uh, around him. You know, he's gained the, the huh. self-confidence, yes, but Shell, as a secondary character, has a much more compelling social arc, uh, you know, uh, story arc. Okay, yeah. In my opinion. I mean, he, he's, he's got a baby. He becomes a father. He's got a, a new life, whereas mm-hmm. Elling is, is oh, I'm, I'm all right, I'm going to yeah. stay hidden. I'm going to stay in the shadows. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing. I'm going to... Maybe we need to know. see the sequel. I feel Maybe like we he found himself, sequel. though, you know? And, like, he, he went through Everyone's this. on their own journey. Yeah. He did. But, but, kind of, yeah. but, but his, uh, his journey was, was very internal. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I respect your choice, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I do, too. Don't worry. I just disagree with it. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, That's fair. We are you allowed disagree. to disagree on this podcast, <laughs> as also you and I both well. know, Erlen. Yeah, I feel like you guys agreed way too much before I started coming on. John, who lost the movie? So in a first for me, I could not identify a loser. Um, I, I mean, I, aside m- maybe one of the poets or something, but I think this is what when I was <laughs> saying in the beginning, yes. uh, one of the crazy poets that is, but when I was saying in the beginning that I thought this movie was very heartwarming and, and you guys were saying charming, I think that's right. And I think part of that is I did. I don't think anyone lost. Um, mm. Okay. And, and mm. I, I, I don't know. I found that, I mean, it, yeah, it was enjoyable. That's that's a bold bold choice. I like it. I actually I actually completely agree. I, I, I struggled so hard. I was like trying to find a witty thing that lost the movie. At mm-hmm. one point I was thinking like, did Aiden's daughter lose the movie? Because, okay. Because she you <laughs> Just, know no. she like okay, you know, let's, she was no, in the womb when she I'm was going drinking to and cook. I am gonna cut you off right now. That is the answer. Yeah. That, that is Ryden's answer. baby who has a mother who was was smoking and drinking like in, to the point of intoxication. Yeah. No, well sure. during her pregnancy also, she doesn't, you know, has no connection to her birth father. And uh, again, like, I love Shell, but, like, he is prone to anger issues. Yeah, I don't think he's <laughs> And, a, like, that could be, father, be a problem. Really. Like, he's very excited. He's very happy. He likes this girl because he, he's having sex. And I know he's very right. excited it's about It's a very it. unpopular choice, though, to I, say that she lost, though. You yeah, know I, I mean? know. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, like, saying this can't be a success story and that people who, like, don't have... You know the uh, you know these kind of disadvantages don't succeed, but like the, 
out of our choices. Not, out of our choices. At, yes, this yeah. is not a I mean, great that's, starting point. It's a TBD. We haven't really met yeah. her yet. Yeah, no. it's all, yeah, it's outside of the of the story that has oh. been told, but is yeah. obviously in the story that logically. I al- I also have I had another on who lost the movie. Um, one specific note is there's one part that I think counts as a loss is the moment that the actor who played Shell, whose name I'm going to read. It was uh, Sven Norden. Um, do you remember when he was really angry at one point and he smacks his head? Like, he, there's a lot yeah. of him smacking his head. Oh, there is one God. shot where he clearly hits his, hits his head directly onto the wall. Like, it's it's, it's shot that was in... real? Yeah. It looked so... I mean, yeah. re- there's... A lot of him looked fake because it's either shot from behind and he's going down and right. hitting something or it's, he's in another room. There is one where mm-hmm. he is mad at Elling in, in that main hallway, and it is shot at a 90-degree angle of his, his... And hit you can see his head make contact with the wall <laughs> and, like, stop. Like, the and momentum he, stop. And he's, he, like, backs up and, like, kind of dozed yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, no, I... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I so Shed Bjarne's head lost. Gave himself... Or, like, I mean... <laughs> his if, concussion if lost. We had a, if, concussion. if there was concussion protocol on, on acting, you know, like, on, on set, he would not have passed. He's just like yes. Tom Cruise. He does yes. all his own stunts. Yes. All right, uh... Let's go to uh, our guys. Does anyone have a guy for the film? Buxom waitress. That was my. <laughs> that was my guy. Oh, um, all right. That's a good one. Did, I, I also like had buxom first... waitress. Did you really? Yeah. Yes, I, mean, I did. She's like the first normal person they interact with. She's doing her job, but she's taking joy in it, and she's like, mm-hmm. go along, get along. She she yeah. kind of diffuses a potential bad situation by mm-hmm. getting them the the fat and gravy. Um, mm-hmm. She's just trying to be helpful, you know? I, yeah. I, I think it worked out well. It's a good pick. She was, she was, she's still looking great, clearly. <laughs> as, as, uh, she's well-kept. Well-kept, <laughs> as, as, as shown through uh, Shell's point of view. Nice, wom- nice woman, like, does yeah. a favor for some guys, handles them well, even though they're a little bit odd. She's, also, probably, that, she that probably also out. clocks that, like, oh, these guys are, are may- maybe, uh, you know, yeah. need some, a little more attention. Yeah, she's kind, kind, nice people. Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin, who is your my, guy? My guy is uh, Shell's untapped mechanic skills. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that are just I love that about it. like with the matchsticks, like holy shit, how did he do? And then with yeah, the he's... with the Buick, he's just like, oh, ding, 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 ding. and then I did love that line, Kevin, when he goes. Um, when they're like, why didn't you tell tell us yeah. that you were like a good mechanic? And he's like, Nobody no one asked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that is that's yeah. So I I really love that aspect mm-hmm. about it because because yeah, throughout the whole throughout the movie, you get that you get the sense that he's mechanically you know inclined, but you don't. It's not ever explicitly stated or or you know mentioned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's my guy, his skills. All right, Erlen. Um, I'm going to go wholeheartedly with the Norwegian welfare state. Uh, <laughs> I think yep. it's really proved its worth. Uh, and, you know, you, you see the success story of two, two oddballs that end up integrating into society very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In very different ways. <laughs> very different ways. But both All successful. Right. Um, let's go to uh, our uh, final rating system. So, as always, we rate um, uh, the movies on a one to six scale. However, we always choose different objects as to never compare a movie directly to another kind of movie, which we're not going to do here. We won't. So there's a couple, there were actually some really good objects that we could have used. So like my initial gut was to go with something like 
uh, matchstick models of an apartment or uh, Ellen's sunglasses, which I just really liked in the movie. Yeah, those ABS. Yeah. I also really, I was tempted at first to do uh, pictures of mother. Which <laughs> <laughs> pictures of Gru. Pictures of Gru hanging out with the little flags, yeah. the Pinta flags. Or, or, we, check, or off, made, check off Buicks. Could have been yes, good. 58 Buick Century hardtops. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, I think this was a cute, wholesome, kushli movie. Mm. And so we should pick a, a, something that, that symbolizes that. So we are going to be rating the, the 2001 Elling film on a scale of one to six servings of pork and gravy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so would anyone like to tell me how many servings of pork and gravy they would like to give this film? I can I can go first just because, uh, you know, I mean, I, I recommended this movie. Yeah, so course. obviously it's it's uh, no surprise I'm going to go with six servings wow. of pork and gravy. Steaming hot. How is like steaming hot, our, served fresh cow. from our bodacious Maybe, waitress. That might be a first, yeah. And a nice yeah, cup of I, coffee. I love this movie, mm-hmm. and um, I just think it's aged well. I think it tells the story of maturing mm-hmm. human relationships, like every, uh, how it moves from angst to mm-hmm. friendship to jealousy to kind of like a mm-hmm. catharsis acceptance. You know, it's kind of like the, the cliche, like, if you love something, set it free. And I, I feel like everyone was, mm. uh, everyone was like liberated in yeah. this movie. You know what I mean? So yes, I loved it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's great. Um, Kevin, what do you give um, this movie? I'm going to give this a solid five servings of pork mm-hmm. and gravy. Um, I, I lo- yeah, this movie is great. This movie is wonderful. Mm-hmm. The only, as the only thing, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, is kind of like the butt of the joke being some of the, uh, the realities that Elling has in his in his head. Um, mm-hmm. that just kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. But I, from a storytelling standpoint and from an acting standpoint, I think everything was handled very well, and it was shot beautifully. That was one thing that I I really loved how this movie looked. It was uh, there were certain shots that where it was very kind of, you know basic uh, uh, thing shots around the apartment, but every once in a while there would be a very well framed, very well you know composed shot of Elling in a in a pivotal moment. I'm, I'm thinking specifically uh, by the um, when they're at the cabin when he's talking with when he's like about to give him the, the underwear. There was like this. One shot of things in the... Di- I don't know. It is great. Five. Yeah. Five. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. John? Uh, I think I will go with 4.5 servings of mm-hmm. pork and gravy, um, which is a high rating for me. I think the highest I've ever given is a, is a five. So, mm-hmm. um, And that was like one time. So You have I, discerning I, tastes. Well, I, and I, I enjoyed it. I mean... Uh, I thought it was a very, as I said, heartwarming movie, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I I, th- I thought it was really good. I I it it didn't necessarily have like a massive amount of drama, and which it wasn't a drama. It was a comedy generally, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't, but uh, but it was it was very enjoyable. Uh, it was a a happy way to spend an evening watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I uh, I actually had the same score, so I'm gonna I will give it uh, four. Hot portions of um, pork and gravy with an additional, like I would say, two cups of coffee to come with it, which I think accounts to about mm. a point five. So it'll be a f- okay. centered on okay. a four point five. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, echoing everything you guys said, um, I mean, the only thing that knocked it down a little bit was uh, sometimes it felt like the movie maybe meandered a teeny bit uh, mm-hmm. uh, for me, but overall, still, yeah. Thank you, Erlen. This was a very, very good choice. Yes. So very good. So we. Um, and with that, we come to the conclusion 
of the podcast. Now, mm-hmm. normally now, we, we need to pick a next movie. I, I have one suggestion. Do you? I do. But, well, just because it is a Norwegian movie that popped up on Prime as a suggested movie. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it is both available to Americans, unlike the last two movies now have been. Uh, and, I don't know, maybe possibly mainstream. Though I don't know if it's any good. Uh, the movie is called The King's Choice, and it is about King Hakon during mm-hmm. uh, the invasion uh, yes. during World War II. Um, so a possibility, but I, I, I throw that out there to the group. Okay. Uh, so there is also – I, I, I have one other suggestion. Yeah. Um, I was talking to John uh, about this. Yeah. Um, another one that came up when searching for Norwegian movies on Prime <laughs> was uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> what? Yeah. But that's so against I, Iceland. I, okay, and here's okay, here's here's my thought. In the I, when I searched for Norwegian movies, like a bunch yeah. of like the girl with the dragon tattoo came up yeah, and yeah, like yeah, some yeah. other for Swedish some movies. Swedish. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's got a cross on its flag. Yeah. So like I was I'm just imagining that the you know, yeah. Amazon Prime algorithm Good. saw they thought, oh, n- Nor- Nordic stickers. movies. Yeah. 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 And this one has Iceland in it. But yeah. John said, okay. I'm not going to say what John thought because i don't want to put words in his mouth <laughs> i i'm i'm gonna suggest d2 the mighty ducks <laughs> these i've got the list in front of me here so yeah the king's choice is definitely on there um the other one i have that i really want to see at some point i've got is the last king which is the christopher hivu who uh is the um uh, uh played Tormund in game of thrones the red bearded guy yeah and he and that's like it's i it's described as game of thrones on skis <laughs> Um, um, then there's all, uh, the other one I want to do is what will people say? Would you, have you, do you know that no, one? I've never heard That's of the one. one. It's about a, a, a Norwegian girl who's, uh, of Pakistani like ancestry. And I think she gets caught, um, dating a boy, you know, in a, from a, you know, it's a conservative immigrant family here in Norway. And she is like taken and sent back to Pakistan, Whoa. which is like a thing that actually happens. Very so that's a serious yeah. one. We also eventually need to get around to Dead Snow, which Another is actual zombie Another actual re- real uh, suggestion, uh, Welcome to Norway. That popped up when I was searching. Oh, and yeah. It seemed like a comedy that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a, a t- that's a movie, not a TV show? Uh, maybe, it, maybe it is a TV show. We'll, we'll check into it. You want to do King's Choice? Yeah, let's do King's Choice. You want to do King's Choice? We'll do King's Choice. Or in, well, Welcome to Norway in Nor- is a movie. It is? It, it's came King- out in oh, okay. 2016. Anyway, yeah, the King's Cho- I say we do King's Choice. We're going to do King's Choice. It is also, or in Norwegian, uh, as it's called, Kongens Nye, which is a spoiler name. Yeah, uh, maybe for- don't translate. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't translate. <laughs> but it's historically well, accurate. Yeah. So. Hopefully yeah. people know what happened. But okay. Yeah, yeah I hope yeah, how- <laughs> King's wrong choice. Yeah, the, we will be watching the World War II movie, uh, The King's Choice, or Kongens Nye. Um, great. Um, if anybody wants to email us with any thoughts or um, uh, uh, considerations of other movies we should do, um, please do so at podvernorga at gmail.com. And we will catch you uh, next time for uh, The King's Choice. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.